This is Revive Zoe Church's podcast, where we will equip you to rise to your God-given purpose. Thank you for tuning in to us today. My name is Luis Torres, pastor of Revive Zoe Church. The other day, I was spending some time with my family, and my wife brought her phone out, and she showed me a picture. And that picture was a picture of ambiguous art. And when she told me ambiguous art, I was like, what is ambiguous art? And she, she told me, take a look at it, and let me know what you, what you think it is. And I saw it, and I'm like, well, that looks like a duck. And then she showed my daughter, and when she showed my daughter, she said, no, no, Poppy, that's not a duck. That's a rabbit. And I'm like, no, it's not. It, it, it's, it's not a duck. It's a rabbit. And, and, and she was like, no, it's a rabbit. And I was like, no, it's a duck. And we started going at it. And my wife goes, hold on, hold on. You both are right. Both of you are correct. And I was like, what? What do you mean both are correct? There's no way. It's a duck. And she's like, no, no, ambiguous art is exactly that. Ambiguous art, the artist did that on purpose. He made it look like both of them, and people could have different views of the same picture. And when I saw that, I was like, wow, I, I did not know that. That's crazy. And I started thinking of how many people could have that view of Jesus. And how many people could think, oh, Jesus is this way or, or Jesus is this other way. And the reality is that Jesus is exactly how the scripture says he is. Jesus is full of love. Jesus is full of compassion. Jesus is full of peace. He, at the same time, he's just. And at the same time, he's righteous. Jesus is the Jesus that the scripture talks about. And throughout this, this series, we're going to be talking about different ways that people can make Jesus in their own image. And we're going to see a story today that you're going to understand what we're talking about. So thank you for tuning in to, it, to us today. The title of this series that we're starting is Jesus in My Image. If you can join me to Exodus 32. Exodus 32, verse 1 through 6. And this is what it says. When the people saw that Moses was long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, Come, make us gods who will, who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses brought us up out of Egypt. We don't know what has happened to him. Aaron answered them, Take off the gold earrings that your wives and your sons and your daughters are wearing and bring them to me. So all of the people took all of their earrings and brought it to Aaron. He took what they had in hand and handed it to him, and he made it into a, a shape of a calf and with a fashioning in with a tool. Then they said to him, these are the gods, the Israel who brought, out, brought you out of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar in front of the calf. And announced that tomorrow there will be a festival for the Lord. So the next day, the people rose early and sacrificed burnt offerings and presented fellowship offerings. Afterwards, they sat down and ate and drank and got indulged in revelry. 
So family, what's happening in this story is this is a people of Israel. The people of Israel were enslaved for over 430 years. That's right. That's a long time. If you think about it, that is that is great, great grandma, great grandma, grandma, and so on until today. Like it's a lot of generations. 430 years is a long time to be enslaved. So these people were freed by God through Moses. They were taken and they were going to go into the promised land. And in this middle of the situation they were in, they were in the desert. And as they were in the desert, you see that they are there in the desert. And Moses goes up and he prays and he is talking to God. And they're having this communication. And, and in the previous chapter, you see that Moses and, and God are, are having this, this talk. And God is talking about the Sabbath and so at such other things. And then that brings us to this chapter. Moses is over there, right? He, he, he is talking to God. However, the people are down getting desperate. The people are, are, are there and they're wondering where Moses is. And as they're wondering that, they tell Aaron, Moses' brother, hey, Aaron, make us some gods. We don't know where this Moses guy went. And Aaron goes and tells them, take off your gold that you got from Egypt, that really God gave you as a blessing as you were out of Egypt. And you can think about this, and you can ask yourself a question, and, and, and you know, this makes me remember when people, for example, they're asking God, God, I need a job so bad, I'm broke. I'm broke. I need a job. Or, or, or maybe they're asking God, God, I need a wife. Or wives or, or girls or women are, are saying, I need a husband. Or, or, or they're even saying, oh, I, I, I need uh, some kids. I, I want to have kids. And, and they're asking and begging God for these things, right, just like what happened in this story. And what can happen is that we ask God for these things. And later on, our focus would be those things, and we can forget about God. So you see this, this story happening, the same thing. God gives them the gold, and now they're here worshiping a statue of gold. It's ironic. And this sometimes could happen to us. And it could happen in our marriages. It could happen with uh, our jobs that, that, that you say, yeah, God, give me a job. If you give me a, a job, I will serve you for the rest of my life. And then the job becomes the priority. And getting extra money becomes the priority. And you stop going to church and you stop making God your priority. And then life takes a turn and you're like, man, what happened? Well, God gave you something and now you're worshiping that something that God gave you. So you see, friends, let's not be like this, people. When God gives you blessings, when God gives you things, let, not that, let that not be the focus of your life. Let him be the focus of your life. Because in the same way that he gave that to you, in the same way he can take it away from you. So I just want to encourage you, if you, have, if you have made other things your God, it's a good time for you to say, Jesus, you be the center. You be the center of my life. 
I'm sorry I have made a priority too much of these other things. So as the, as the story continues, you see that, that these people, it says the word re revelry. And that wor world or that word revelry is really talking about drunken parties it, where they have sexual relationships and orgies. So God, think about this, guys. God takes these people and makes them free. And they are free. They're, they're not slaved anymore. And as they are, as God is making them uh, free, you see that these people are, are, are free. You see that these people go back and they worship the gods that were worshipped in Egypt. Let me explain. The, the golden calf was a, a god that they worshipped. It was a god that the Egyptians worshipped. It was a pagan god, a false god that they worshipped. So these people were the, 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 the Jewish were worshiping other gods that were the gods of that time and era, things that they knew from the past. So I want to I wanna challenge you. Leave your past. I don't know who's, 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 who's this for, who's this word is for, that the past is trying to come to you and grab you. God's from the past. That being sex, that being adulterous relationships, that being money, whatever that is, don't let those things get you. Leave it in the past and make God your focus. As we continue in the story, you see that Moses has this awesome relationship with God. You see that Moses is talking to him. You even see in some of the scripture in Exodus that Moses talks to God and God answers by thunder. It is outrageous. This is awesome, this relationship that he had with him, this way they, they, they communicated. The problem was that Moses wanted the people to have a relationship with God as well, and so did God. But the people were afraid, and they did not want a relationship with God. So they said, Moses, you talk to him, and then you can tell us what he tells you so, he so, so we can know. We trust you. And if you think about it, that could happen a lot today. A lot of people could go to church and not pray at home and not seek Jesus at home and not seek his presence and not worship him at home and just depend on what the pastor says. And that's very dangerous because you see that as, that, as these people were not in relationship with that God, you see that they started worshiping false gods. You see, friends, that's the reason why they worship false gods, because they didn't really have a relationship with the real God. Friends, family, I want to encourage you to have a real relationship with Jesus. Jesus died at the cross to have a relationship with you, to connect you back to your heavenly father so your life can make sense, so your life can be revived, so you can have eternal life, so you can have salvation, so you can have the joy of the Lord, so you can have him for eternity. I want to encourage you, in the times that we're in, talk to God, pray, 
grow spiritually. And some, some tips and tools are reading the Bible. I encourage you to read Matthew uh, uh, and start reading Matthew from there to the, to, uh, was the New Testament. Or if you want to read Genesis and start that way, but read. Get in the Word. There's a lot of good tools online. There's a lot of good simple Bibles like the MacArthur Bible that has great content for you to read and grow. There's also other things, other commentaries that, you, that, that could help you. If you need help with that, I want to help you. So shoot me a message so I can be able to give you some pointers on what to do as you study the Scripture. Because when you study the, the Scripture, it, it, you're having a relationship with God through the Scripture, and you start getting to know the real Jesus. Another way is prayer. I encourage you, take time and pray. Take time and just just think about how good he has been to you. Just pray and, and communicate with your father. And if you don't know how to do that, you could also actually tune into our small group next, this coming week because we're going to be talking about some tools that you could use to grow in your relationship with Jesus. And then continuing, I just want to encourage you to do these two things. Start simple. Start with these two things. And then continue to grow in your walk. And don't depend on a pastor. Don't depend on a teacher. Don't depend on a preacher. Depend on Jesus. He paid the price for you to have access to him, to the holies of holies, 24-7. It is the biggest blessing you could ever ask for. So I want to encourage you. I pray that after this service, that, that after this word that you heard, that you feel encouraged that you feel empowered, that you feel ready to seek Jesus, to get close to Jesus. Jesus is not mad at you. Not even if you sin today, he's not mad at you. Jesus loves you. You see, these people were afraid of God. Well, there's no reason for you and me to be afraid of God. The Bible says that, that we can come to him. And as we draw near to him, he draws near to us. And as he does that, you and I can grow in our deep relationship with God. And our lives will be transformed. And our lives will be revived. I want to encourage you to open up your heart to Jesus. Open up your soul to Jesus. And ask Jesus to do something inside of your life. That's great.